Okay, so you love to move from Houston, Texas. Y'all ready to rock that? Let's do it. of Love and Mile Sessions Live, and that is the gentleman known as Clay Melton. And on the phone and uh, video, I have the the gentleman himself, Clay Melton. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I, I was really looking forward to it. So, where do we get started here? You've been doing this for a long time, even though you're still a, a young man, at least by most standards. Um, it says that you've been doing this about 15 years or so, huh? Yeah, about half my life now. <laughs> so you're kind of like uh, some of the other prodigies. Uh, that's that's what they do in your bio. I don't know. How do you feel about that word, by the way? Uh, it's not it, it's not a word I ever use personally, you know. But it's it's kind of like when people, you know, uh, at concerts that everybody's com everybody compares you to some artist, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and whenever it's you know, someone great that I respect, you know, it just makes me feel like I should go practice. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, I'm not worthy yet, but I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure if they compare you to somebody that's one of your heroes, you don't mind hearing it, though, right? Oh, no, it's encouraging for sure. You know, mm -hmm. it's always interesting. Everybody, some people will say, you know, artists that you would had never considered yourself sound like or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's always some curveballs. We still get new ones all the time. Ah, okay. What are some of the surprises then that you've heard? As far as names go, um, there was a um, someone said Les Claypool at a at a recent one, really? who I like. Uh, I yeah, just, I, I didn't see the elf there. <laughs> <laughs> huh, interesting. I I wonder where they got that from. I mean, you know, not saying anything bad or good about either one of you, but that is an unusual reference. Hmm. Especially since it was a after a. Go ahead. It was a long festival in the sun, so maybe they they were uh, <laughs> a little baked by that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you, you you join a lot of people that have uh, based their music, you know, as far as playing out of Texas. So it says that you were um, born in Louisiana. That's where you grew up for a while. But uh, Texas is basically where you started really getting serious about it. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I have family on both sides. Um, on my father's side of the family is Louisiana. My mother's side here in Galveston, Houston. Mm -hmm. But um, really, it's like uh, I was lucky to grow up playing music in Houston where there was a lot of older gentlemen uh, and players that uh, welcomed me when I was younger and mm -hmm. I got to learn from yeah. um, and got to share the stage at a young age. You know, I mean, it really came up um, playing juke joints on the weekends, you know, uh, instead of hanging out with my friends. You know, um, it, uh, once I started doing that out live in Houston, I really just kind of caught the bug. Okay. So it kept you off the streets and in the bars, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, it's, of course, it goes without saying that people that you've probably uh, have heard names being thrown around, people like Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I, um, I read here that uh, Billy Gibbons is one of your heroes, huh? Oh, for sure. You know, my, uh, one of my first, like, uh, experiences sitting down with albums was my dad giving me his cassette collection when I was, you know, probably eight or something. Oh, not And that tracks? was the first time I could really... Yeah, uh, just, uh, just a regular cassette. Yep. <laughs> um, no eight tracks, no. Um, but the uh, Trace Hombres was an album that was in that collection. There was a lot of classic country, classic rock and stuff, but the, that one ZZ Top cassette... Mm -hmm. um, I really liked, you know, and so, and then obviously you can't grow up playing guitar in Texas and uh, not listen to some ZZ Top or be inspired. Yeah, and it's amazing. They're still at it too, you know. Killing it. Yeah. R.I.P. Dusty Hill. That's the thing about um, blues music and blues artists. It, it's like there's no age limit. You know, you have people starting out really young like you have, and then there's people, as long as they can still get in a chair and hold up a guitar, they'll, they're still going to practice their craft, you know? Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's roots music. It's, uh, it's based, it happens because it's people with instruments in their hands, you know? It's not a computer. It's not a, mm -hmm. it's not a crazy light show. It's just, it's the real thing happening on stage, you know? So it's so honest to anybody at any age, like you're saying, I think, can still, still do the thing. Yeah. So when you were uh, started to get a little bit bigger and you were able to play bigger places and get more attention, uh, who have you played with or shared the bill with over these uh, last couple of years or so? Um, you know, some of the performers, Robert Cray was a big one for me personally, mm -hmm. um, inspired by his albums. Um, Grand Funk Railroad we played with last year mm -hmm. um, and they were phenomenal to watch. Um, Brewer on the drums. Yeah, I mean, they, they just really had the crowd in their hands from the beginning to the end, you know, yeah. and it's so cool to watch. You know, I mean, I consider them rock and roll legends. It's, it's cool to see them do their thing um, mm -hmm. with just years and years of practice. It, it's, it was pretty masterful. Right. Oh, yeah. And again, they, they've been around a very long time. I mean, of course, they're kind of not exactly Detroit heroes, but Flint, that's only about an hour from where I'm sitting right now. So we consider yeah. them. Michiganders and Detroiters all in one, so, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So it looks like you've really uh, kicked it up uh, starting around 2017. You've been releasing albums almost every single year, um, and it's been charting very well on the Roots and Blues charts, and uh, there's no end in sight. But uh, the big one kind of sounds like it was last year, uh, or a couple of years ago, live in Texas. And you got some pretty good people backing you up on that as far as, like, production and engineering, huh? 
Oh, yeah. You know, we worked with uh, some of the same team that we did. Uh, Back to Blue uh, had a live track with Malcolm Harper. But Malcolm Harper uh, recorded that entire live concert. Um, and actually, our still current producer, who we've been working with from the start, uh, Sebastian Cure, mixed it. But we've been working with him almost completely remotely since the pandemic. He moved back to uh, his home in Barraquilla, Colombia, mm-hmm. uh, where he was originally in Austin, Texas, where we started working with him. So mm-hmm. it's been an interesting process, uh, but he gets us and what we want out of our music so much that it, it's pretty, you know, steady uh, flow. Mm-hmm. I know it's really hard to tell by, uh, you know, for our listeners and viewers, just hear you speak. But uh, when you actually watch your videos, you you really got that voice that was meant for the blues, that raspy, d- drinking too much whiskey, smoking cigarette kind of voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it kind of always was a little raspy. I've had I've had a few more cigarettes and whiskeys to help it along the way <laughs> in recent years, but uh, that's rock and roll, ain't it? Yeah. So when you started playing, what did you do? Just like really practice your, you know, what off or, you know, how did you start getting better and realize, no, this is exactly what I want to do? Um, I mean, before I started, before I had any aim, I was just learning. And when I started getting the hang of it, uh, it was just all I wanted to do. Right. You know, and so I had those years of playing and playing in the closet, playing, uh, you know, in the bedroom, wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't bother the rest of the family um, <laughs> for a couple of years. But then, you know, me and my uh, friend Kyle Tomchesson, who this was, you know, in sixth grade or something like that, and he's now our current tour manager and uh, travels with us. Uh, he was he played the drums, and so that was my first, like, you know, let's get in the garage and try and jam. And then we kind of mm-hmm. graduated to crawfish boils and block parties and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, we're all, you know, usually, you know, friends of our parents or stuff like that, or people on the, on the street. And they were glad to be hearing us doing things like ZZ Top and, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Ray and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of got me a bug for performing. And then whenever I started going out to live clubs in Houston around like 14, 15, then I, you know, started getting some gigs and I, I just, you know, it's all I wanted to do. I think the live environment's the best way to learn for a new player. You know, you just mm-hmm. learn everything at an accelerated rate, you know, and you get to learn lessons together with a group, you know. Yeah, yeah, you get so many different perspectives, all the different performers you play with. You kind of listen and watch what they're doing. And it seems like, uh, again, going back to the blues, it's there's no age limit on it. And a lot of the older guys, they, they're willing to, um, you know, kind of like, mentor the younger ones when they're up and coming aren't they i mean that in my case it was um that was my case i was just lucky that there's a band leader in town his name was carlos by john uh congress by carlos carlos johnson Mm -hmm. and uh he led a couple jams and he really taught me some important like stark lessons up front you're just having to share the stage when to shut up you know, mm-hmm. what not to play type stuff um, and just how to listen. And those were really impactful and um, kind of, you know, the live environment's so intense in its highs and lows. You know, you know right away when it's not working for the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and those can be very valuable lessons. And they were for me at, at a younger age, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, going back to what you were saying, like when to shut up, you know, there's there's a lot of great guitarists, not just in blues, but others, but like B.B. King, I mean, he would just do more with one note than a lot of people would do with going all the way up and down the fretboard, you know. Um, one of my favorites, too, not blues-oriented, but still blues rock influence does creep up in there sometimes is um, David Gilmour from Pink Floyd, you know, songs like Comfortably Numb, oh, yeah. you know. Or shine on you, crazy diamond. Yeah, melodic player, you know, and very similar. It's just saying a lot with less, and that's why what I think um, something I've been thinking about recently, and I've always, I guess, gravitated towards guitar because of it. But it's such, guitars have such personalities themselves, you know, mm -hmm. when when you're picking up a guitar as an object, mm -hmm. but then a guitar player is something you can hear right away with some players you can hear within the first couple of notes you know you can really hear a person a person's touch and and uh attitude so mm -hmm. clearly with that with that, this instrument it's part of why i love it you know yeah you don't even have to actually honest. yeah you don't actually have to see the person you can just hear it and go oh that's what's his name that's what's his name you know but, um especially with the greats mm-hmm yeah yeah, I always remember that story they talk about Stevie and his brother Jimmy, how they used to practice until they would pass out in their bedroom. And they weren't partying, they were just playing until they couldn't do another note and just crashing. Yeah. That's that's a sign of truly loving what you do in your craft, and you seem like you're, you're going to be one of those, huh? I mean, you know, it's... Picking up the guitar is fun to me, you know, mm -hmm. it still is, you know, and it's never felt like practice. And I think that, and that's why the live music bug wasn't just the next step for me. It's because like, oh, you know, I was having all this fun by myself. I didn't know it could be even more fun with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like-minded individuals. And then it seems like from what I've heard so far, a lot of your um, recorded music is still live oriented. It's not like overly produced. It's not like trying to make a hit single. It's, you know, this is me playing, you know. Yeah, it's an, it's been pretty important to keep it honest uh, as far as the presentation, you know, what we do. Because, I I, you know, I don't want people to come to a show and, and us not be able to pull it off, you know. Uh, but more so than that, uh, in recent years, it's been how do we get this recorded product to really – bring the energy through of what's happening live, you know? Because um, mm -hmm. I think that me and everybody in the band, which is Zach Rindle on drums, who I've been with since 2017, and Zachary Cox on bass joined about two years ago. And we've all grew up predominantly being live players. Mm -hmm. And so all, all we've really been focusing on is trying to get that aspect of the show experience and the size of the sound through into the recordings, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, basically Live in uh, Texas was the one that came out last year. And then you got another one that you're going to go back and try to work on. And hopefully next year that that'll come out. But as of right now, you just have a couple of singles. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, after we got off the road last summer um, promoting uh, Live in Texas, which had come out earlier last year, we just, you know, I wanted to keep, keep working on recordings and uh, having done the live album and some of the past recordings leading up to that kind of invigorated us to take some of it, you know, under our own belt. So we recorded the last two singles just at my house 
in Houston, Texas with, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have fancy mics or anything like that, but uh, just cut it in the living room and still work with our producer, Sebastian. Our plans for our next album, or our 2024 releases, uh, are going to be cut down in Barranquilla, Colombia. Uh, towards the end of the year, we're going down to Sebastian's studio for the first time, and mm-hmm. we're hoping to incorporate some you know, Latin brass and some percussion and try some oh, new things. Interesting, yeah. That's definitely something to look forward to. So, of course, like when you go to play that uh, live, it's going to be different, but never know. We're going to have to bring some players back with us, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be people willing to do that with you, you know, any kind of music like that. All right, so the couple of singles, what is it, a Live on a Wire? I think that's what it's called. And uh, the newest yes. one is and the newest one is Runner. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Runner, yeah. Okay. And then uh, a lot of touring in the next few months. I noticed uh, that you're not going to make it here to Detroit. I know you're making it, uh, I think the closest place is somewhere in Chicago, which is not really that far, but it's still eh, maybe about four and a half hours one way from where we're at right now. We're kind of zigzagging this uh, this next month coming up. We're heading to the Northeast and, the, and a little bit of the Midwest. I'm hoping that uh, we can't get something, you know, uh, before long, maybe towards the end of that tour. We're still filling in some dates, but uh, we played mm-hmm. Detroit last summer. Um, I believe the Shelter maybe may have been the name of the venue. Yeah, that's, um, uh, had a great time. Yeah, that's in the heart of downtown. That place has been around a long time. It's a great. Yeah, place. it was cool. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those places where a lot of the people that are you know up and coming. I mean, they, you know, they're going to make it eventually, or you know, become bigger. A lot of the uh, artists from the 90s started there. You know, it's like that's where you first saw Nirvana or Pearl Jam or Soundgarden. And not just that category of music, but a lot like that, you know, where it's like, yeah, I saw them back at the shelter or St. Andrews back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has that vibe. It's a it's an intimate setting for sure, mm-hmm. which is still some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, after that, it looks like Europe, too. You're going to be... Um, at least Europe anyway. I know it said you're going to be touring internationally as well. Yeah, we're, uh, we've got some plans lined up for uh, some UK and Italy dates, um, and then hopefully we'll jump up to um, some Denmark and Germany dates as well. Mm-hmm. But loose plans on those right uh, as of right now. We uh, had intentions to get over there right before the pandemic kind of started, and um, so... We haven't been rushing into it just yet. <laughs> most uh, most people haven't. They're still recovering from that one. It's just all the stuff it takes to, you know, set up a tour, and then everybody got uh, put on hold for at least a couple of years. And then it's like, okay, now you have the ones that were already scheduled. you got to wait for them to get done. And next thing you know, it's like four or five years have gone by. It's like amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh Let's see, figure uh, what else we can talk about. Um, so you, your influences were people like Billy Gibbons, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, I imagine you probably listen to Johnny Winter, I guess. Maybe Joe Bonamassa, sure. Buddy Guy. Buddy Guy was a big one. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Guy was one of the first tr- more traditional styles of blues that I got yeah. into after kind of digging more of the, the classic rock and, you mm-hmm. know, 80s uh, blues boom stuff and um, 
Yeah, I mean, he's a Louisiana boy too. I've just always loved uh, his. It's he's got a ferocity, you know, mm-hmm. uh, about his playing, and always a smile on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, so, what are, what are your uh, favorite um, instruments that you like to play? What think you um, you know brings out your best sound? What you like people to hear from your uh, guitar playing? Uh, as far as uh, types of like guitars and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely partial to Fender Stratocaster. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, just handles great to me. It's kind of like a Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. With the five-way pickup switch, uh, you know, it kind of can do everything that mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I keep a couple of the guitars around for recordings and stuff, or, you mm-hmm. know, if I break a string. You know, I keep, yeah. like, a 72 uh, Ventura, which is kind of like a 72 Deluxe with the, the Tele with the Strat head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice, uh, um, like butterscotch, uh, yellow. Um, okay. and then, you know, I got some Pauls and stuff like that or one Paul just for, you know, when I need something a little more modern. Yeah. I mean, the Les Pauls have a definite sound. You can't miss it. You know, even if you're blind, you know, when you hear a Les Paul, to, <laughs> no doubt. to a certain extent fenders too, but yeah, there's been a lot of great guitarists over the years. I know, uh, Johnny Winter was really uh, into that, and I know he's not technically a blues artist, but one of my favorites has always been Jeff Beck, and he's always been able oh. to do amazing things on a Fender. <laughs> that that his stride was an extension of himself. I mean, he he spoke with that thing, mm-hmm. um, and didn't play it like a, you know, I, the Strat is interpreted in a lot of different ways. Um, I mean, almost every guitar is. But it's just so interesting to me, the spectrum of different types of Stratocaster players there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, I think we should wrap this up in a minute. But first off, uh, why don't you, if you can uh, remember it off the top of your head, uh, tell our viewers, listeners, uh, if they want to catch your music, if they want to find out more about you, your website, you know, all that good stuff. So they can check you out further after we get done. By the way, we're going to play the video for one or after we're done with this interview. So. Sure. Um, we, uh, we're going to be up in the Midwest and the East Coast this next month. Uh, all our tour dates are at claymelton.com mm-hmm. uh, forward slash tour. And then all our social media is just Clay Melton Music. Okay. And uh, as far as like purchasing, probably all the usual uh, suspects as far as like, you know, Apple, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yes, sir. We're on all the things. Anywhere you get your music online, uh, just type in Clay Melton. Okay. Well, I thank you very much, sir. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a conversation with us. I look forward to seeing you one of these days when you make it closer to Detroit. I wish you continued success in whatever you do, and maybe I can say one of those things, hey, I interviewed Clay back when, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you having me. It was nice talking to you. All right, you too, sir. You have a good one. Thank you. Cheers.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Clay Melton, and hopefully you caught that interview before then. If not, you can always come back here. You know where to find me, and you can watch it in the replay, so to speak. That's a young gentleman um, born in Louisiana, but now um, recording his music out of Texas, and he's going to be uh, he's going to be something. And you mark my words: in the coming years, you'll know who he is. 
Texas blues rock guitarist Clay Melton. Go to claymelton.com. That's his latest video runner there that you just saw. All right, we're going to do some more videos, and coming up at 7 o'clock, we have the music of Dusty Bones, a singer-songwriter, so I think you're going to enjoy that. Stick around at 7 o'clock. Right now, we're going to play some videos. You know how that goes. We're going to play some local music videos from artists that are coming up in the next couple of days over the weekend that are playing some venues around town. We're going to start off with a band called Carver Commodore. And they're going to be playing with Anti-Ghost, The Skinny Limbs, and Avalanche. And this is at the Lager House in Corktown on Michigan Avenue, Friday. And uh, that is tomorrow, of course. And doors are at 8 p.m. So without further ado, let's do Carver Commodore. And this is a video called Too Late to Get Out. Better make yourself comfortable Get used to the sun We made a bed in our deal We'll sleep in it tonight Wasn't everything
That was the band Cynic, and that was a video called Diamond Light Body. Before that, Prude Boys with a track called The Outlaw. Um, Cynic are going to be playing at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck. That's tomorrow night, Friday. Doors at 7. And Prude Boys are going to be playing Jumbo's Bar. That's in Midtown. I believe that's on 2nd Avenue, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, uh, you can Google it. It's definitely in Midtown, though. That I know for sure. Uh, That's also a show happening tomorrow night, and Doors are at 8. And, of course, I already told you about Carver Commodore and playing at Lager House in Cork Town. Got a few more videos. Again, coming up at 7 o'clock, we have Dusty Bones, so stick around for that. Right now, there's a band called The Rocket Summer, and they're going to be playing at The Loving Touch in Ferndale, just down the road a piece from where I'm at right now in Royal Oak. Another Friday show, that again, tomorrow, Doors at 7. They're going to be playing with the Juliana Theory. Now, I'm actually familiar with them, but this band here, the Rocket Summer, are kind of new to me. But why don't we uh, play this song? And this video is called Stuck Inside Your Light.
Thinking my hardest days have gone by.
with Lost at Sea. Playing at the Lager House Saturday at 8 p.m. with the Hourlies and Suede Brain. Got one more for you. Let's do it. Um, coming up at 7 o'clock, Dusty Bones live ba- performance from 7 to 8 o'clock. So stick around. At the Cornerstone Village Bar and Grill Saturday, doors at 8. Lady named Gwyneth Hayes is playing. And this is her latest, Who Is He?
How you doing, Dusty? Pretty good. How you doing? Not too bad. Looking forward to this. We've got an hour of music, a little bit of talk in between, but uh, we'll see how much fun we can have. What would you like to start out with, sir? Um, I'd like to warm up with a, a, my rendition of a very, very old blues song. Mm -hmm. Drop uh, D, huh? Drop B. Oh, drop B. Oh. <laughs> We're going to the basement now. Way down. This is a, uh, as far as I can tell, a hundred year old blues song that everybody and their brother has done.
I'm not really that familiar with that song. What is it called? John the Revelator. John the Revelator. I'm sorry, you might have mentioned that at the beginning. Do you have any idea who uh, did that originally, by any chance? Um, or who wrote it, at least? I think it was an old spiritual that a lot of the early blue guys, blues guys did. Mm -hmm. um, I first heard it on a TV show, and I really liked it. And I went to drop D, like you said earlier, mm -hmm. and I went too far, and I hit B, and I was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> so I took it to practice when I had, you know, at the, at the time I had a band, and uh, everybody liked it, so we started playing it, and it really caught on, so mm -hmm. we started opening our shows with it. Okay. Which I still do to this day. Nice. Well, as long as the singer can do that kind of a key, I guess that's all that matters. Everybody else can hang, you know? Right. <laughs> but that is going low. That's like... I don't think even Black Sabbath uh, tunes down that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I usually, this is when I uh, have the band introduce themselves, but I think we've already done that, Dusty Bones. And I know we were talking about uh, before the show how you got that name. Do you mind talking about that for a minute, where that came sure. from? It's coming out. Um, well, when we were kids... Uh, my cousins and I were really into wrestling, and we we had wrestling on the on the Nintendo. And um, I was really small, and they were all big. Hmm. So we were coming up with characters on the game. They all just kind of dubbed me Dusty Bones, and it stuck. So when I started doing music, it it just you it was kept natural. It on. Yeah, yeah. But you eventually sprouted up. You know, you were just a late right. bloomer. <laughs> what were some of the wrestlers you were into back then? Um, I still am. Uh, um, all kinds of Macho Man, Randy Savage, uh, Mankind, Hulk yeah. Hogan. Okay. Nowadays, it, there's there's just too many to count. But now I know the the one guy he just passed recently is the one that Hulk took over. You know, he took over the the mantle, if you will, the the crown. Oh yeah, was superstar it, Billy Graham. Was it? Yeah. Oh okay. He just passed away a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. Even I remember them, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> You know, I know Hulk is, he's hanging in there. I know he's not doing great, but, you know, right. he's up there in age now. So, okay. All right, so most of the music we're going to hear today, is that pretty much stuff that uh, you played yourself and recorded? or? Yeah, I, I do mostly uh, originals. Mm -hmm. um, I write all my own music and um, with a couple covers in there every now and then. Sure. But I, I travel all over and... Um, I like to um, stick to originals as much as I can, even though a lot of places don't like it as much. Yeah, it's a trend now. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I mean, I, I like hearing songs that I, I'm very familiar with, but I love the fact that you can hear original music, and it's so bountiful here in Detroit. You know, regardless of what genre you're into, right? You know, you can find you know new music, and yeah, you know, none of it is like reinventing the wheel or coming up with something totally brand new. Like, whoa, where'd that come from? But still, you know, to be able to take what you've heard before and build on it or expand or whatever, or like you just did, you did a 100-year-old blues song, you know, right. which most people probably wouldn't even know if it wasn't for people like yourself that continue to perform it. Right. So, But uh, as far as playing a top 40 hit from 20, 30 years ago, which you can hear eight times a day on radio. Right. 
All right, what do you have for us now? Um, I wrote this song a while back. Um, I grew up in Bay City, Bay City, Michigan, for those out of state might be watching. Uh, mm -hmm. Single mom, seven kids on welfare. And um, by the age of nine, I started doing drugs. By the age of 13, I started drinking. And um, by the time I was 20, I started a band with my brothers and my cousin. And the nights got longer, the drugs got heavier, and um, until it ultimately destroyed our band. But um, my wife and I had gotten married, we had a little girl, and one thing led to another, and I started going back to the church I grew up in, and within a few years, I became the pastor of the church I grew up in. Hmm, nice. And um, I would always ask God, what would you want with a worthless loser like me? To which he would reply, I want you because you're a loser, and I'd be like, gee, thanks. <laughs> but what I learned over the years was when God takes a loser like me, he gets all the glory. So I wrote this song, it's called Righteous Loser.
so it sounds like you uh, actually lived the real life of some of your heroes I see you had that Johnny Cash t-shirt and you know a lot of the artists they give them stuff uh, now because they it's like they sing about things they don't know about you know right and, um, so that I'm, I'm glad you uh, you know found your way so to speak I mean even I know how the stuff you talked about a moment ago it can really be uh, the end of you or the death of you if you let it and um, was it uh, having the the wife and you know daughter that really started you on the right path, or was it the church, or both? Or it was mostly my daughter. Yeah. Um, just having her gave me new um, incentive, new direction, new purpose, yeah. and uh, that ended up leading me back to church. Mm-hmm. And um, I never planned on being a pastor. In fact, I fought it every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> they had but, to drag you in there, huh? Right. <laughs> but uh, as the old cliche goes, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, but he loves everybody regardless. So. And he never gives up on you, right? No matter how far you go down that wrong path, he's, he's still there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's good. So uh, th- your music, you, um, you have the newest CD out right now, the one you gave me earlier. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, my, my latest CD is called Broken Road and I recorded it with my old band the Savior's Army and right as we finished it we kind of dissolved our guitarist went and got married and decided he didn't want to travel anymore and um, I had signed with Raven Faith Records and um, where's that I, based out of by the way Sorry um, to I think they're in Minnesota if I'm, if I'm right how did you run across them? I met him online. Uh, his name's Kelly. He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And um, we had met online and, and with working full-time, running the church and doing music and everything, I, I have a hard time keeping up with promoting and all that stuff. So we were, you know, he was helping me with all that. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I signed under my name, Dusty Bones. And so I went to the band and I said, we could either sit on this or... I can release release it through Raven Faith, but I'll have to do it under my own name, featuring the Savior's Army, mm-hmm. and um, so I did. And um, and they were cool with it. Yeah, everybody. I mean, two of the guys are my brothers. Um, we had a, a, a younger bass player that took over from my older brother, but mm-hmm. everybody was cool with it. And, now, when uh, you say brother, you mean family? Yeah, my older brother okay. um, was my bass player growing up. My younger brother, um, my older brother's James, um, mm-hmm. and my younger brother's uh, Peppy. Anthony, but we call him Peppy, and uh, he mm-hmm. was our drummer. And then uh, originally it was my cousin Jesse, and my my friend since sixth grade Gary. And as time wore on, people started, you know, just kind of going a different direction, and it ended mm-hmm. up with my uh, my friend and my partner Justin. He was the one the one that went and got married, and then we hired a, um, a our friend Nate to play bass, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but as I said, it, it just kind of dissolved, and I've been on my own for about three years now, and I'm I'm working through um, my new CD, my new album, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot harder when you don't have a band because I have to hire musicians or find people willing to mm-hmm. play for free because I'm poor. <laughs> and, uh, well, poor monetarily, anyway. Right. <laughs> so when you uh, finish this record, do you plan on having somebody to perform with you? Be be able to play these songs live with an actual band or are you just going to try to do it on your own um i've tried to find people up in bay city where i'm at it's been been pretty difficult and i've just gotten used to performing by myself 
and um, but I I go everywhere where bands go. I don't just stick to like the singer songwriter. I don't just stick to the coffee houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll go play the Diesel. I'll go play you know mm-hmm. uh, the bigger venues. Um, it just so happened to be by myself. Okay, and you're comfortable with that. That's all that matters. Yeah, right? you know. Okay, so uh, the the latest one. Um, how would uh, our viewers and listeners get a hold of it? In, in all the usual places. Yeah, you can find me on Spotify, on YouTube. Um, pretty sure I'm on Apple Music, on uh, iTunes, and all that. Mm-hmm. Under Dusty Bones, it's one word with a Z at the end instead of an S. And um, I just released a brand new song, which I'll play a little later, mm-hmm. um, called "What's Wrong." Um, everywhere I go, I, I deal a lot with, uh, I talk a lot about mental health and depression and anxiety okay. and, um, dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that song's about. So you think a lot of that was the precursor to what turned you to the, the alcohol and the drugs eventually was depression, anxiety, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, a little bit when I was, I was a kid, most of it was just partying and, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of sucks you in. Yeah. Um, a lot of the mental health stuff, um, as far as depression and that, um, I passed on to my daughter, unfortunately, and mm-hmm. and there's a whole story there. We almost, you know, we almost lost her to suicide a few times. And, uh, Sorry to hear that, but I'm glad she's still. She's alone. doing great. She's doing 23 good. now, and mm-hmm. and um, everywhere I go, I share her story and and talk about um, the, what we've been through and how God pulled us through all of that. And in fact, um, the answer to all that was. Um, God blessed us with a baby at 40, mm-hmm. and it saved my daughter's life. Okay. So that you're talking about your granddaughter? Then. No, my another daughter. Oh, another daughter. Yeah. Okay, okay. She's, um, she's going to be eight next month already. But um, <laughs> Time flies, doesn't it? We were in the worst season of, of our entire marriage, mm-hmm. and um, all of a sudden my wife was two, two weeks late. And we were like, really, right now, God, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> he had a plan, though, he didn't did. he? He did, and it's, it saved my daughter's life. Wow. So it, I'm trying to figure that out, though, because your other daughter, the 23-year-old, was it because she has a purpose now? Does yes. she help take care of her, or is that what Absolutely. it is? Absolutely. She had a purpose. Um, in fact, she took her to the fair today, uh, the 4th of July fair out there in Bay City. Okay. And uh, it just it gave her a lot more to... Um, Something to focus on. Yeah, something and to, to be a role model and, mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, good. Hey, it all works out in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's do another one. All right, I'm going to play the uh, title track from that record, and um, it's exactly about that, how God takes the bad things in our life and uh, uses them for good. It's called Broken Road.
ladies and gentlemen, once again, Dusty Bones. All right, we kind of talked about how you got here, so to speak, in life, you know, what's led you to the point you're at right now. Uh, how about, like, musically, like, without, um, you know, talking about what we did already, like, what were your influences or what made you decide you wanted to play guitar and sing? Uh, my biggest influence was my dad. Yeah. He, uh, he learned late in life, just in time to pass it on to my two older brothers who passed it on to me, mm-hmm. and I ended up just taking chords and start writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, When did you do that, start writing? About 13 years old. Okay. And I started playing with my dad in church, and um, my older brother, Jimbo, he, uh, he kind of, li- a little later, he switched to bass, and then my cousin Jesse started playing with us, and, mm-hmm. and we just, we would write songs just over and over and over again, right? right right and it was almost kind of like a friendly competition between us like every time we seen each other we had to have a new song to to show each other and right. uh, my cousin jesse and i and um it's just always been a, a passion since then but as far as other musical in- uh, influences um early on i was a metalhead metallica megadeth hmm. you know all that stuff um and working in construction at, at an early age i got introduced to all the classics all the greats and um, just went from there. And now I, I like just about everything. I like a lot of rootsy music, a lot of old time music. I, mm-hmm. I still like a lot of the heavy stuff. Um, I like a lot of Christian music, um, Christian metal, like Disciple. And mm-hmm. it's across the board. I mean, on, in any given day, I could go from listening to uh, For Today, anybody that gets that reference, it's super heavy, to Johnny Cash mm-hmm. and everything in between. Okay. Um, but as far as like the writing and all that, that's always been from a, more of an inspirational, you know, um, origin as far as like church and all that? Or? Um, yeah, even at an early age, um, when I was young, we used to write a lot about partying. Um, in <laughs> fact, it, it's odd because um, my cousin and I, we started digging through all our old tapes just in the last year or two. Mm-hmm and finding all those old tapes and yeah. we're resurrecting them we get together every wednesday me and him and mm-hmm. reconstruct these songs to start recording them and mm-hmm. um so they may end up on a new release someday or yeah it's kind of like a little side project we got like 40 songs started mm-hmm. and um some of them heavy some of them not so heavy and uh but it's been, it's been a lot of fun hmm. yeah sometimes that's uh that's neat when you go back and find, you know, your past, and like, wow, I forgot about that until now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's, we might as well keep it going. What do you have for us now? Well, unfortunately, uh, in the last couple of weeks, um, we lost the most important person in our life. I lost my mom. Wow, I'm very sorry to hear that. Thank you. She was um, sick for a while, so it was bittersweet. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say I lost mine a couple of years ago myself. So, you know, it's it's rough. Yeah, that's the hardest. I, I I've always said out of anybody in your immediate family, you know, um, obviously it always hurts really bad no matter who passes. But mom is the one that really yeah hurts deep. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's fine. Um, anyway, um, it, like I said, it's bittersweet. Um, but she's but it's. A, better place and she's yeah. not suffering anymore she's not suffering she was in late stages of dementia mm, okay. it was hard hard seeing her uh, slip away yeah probably harder for you and your loved ones than it was yeah. her probably 
So anyway, I want to dedicate this song to her today. It's a song um, off of one of our old CDs. It's a song made famous by the late Johnny Cash. <laughs> it's an old hymn that he turned around. certainty in this life at any moment any given moment could be our last that every second of every moment of every day has been building to the moment that I have longed for my whole life that moment when the sky rolls back like a scroll at the sound of a trumpet, at the voice of an archangel. That I would hear those words that I have longed to hear for so long. That I know my mama has been hearing at this moment in time. 
Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So meet me, mother and father. Meet me down that river road. Cause mama, you know that I'll song i like that one a lot i don't know if he has more than one version out but i know the one i've heard a couple times uh, the way he does it it sounds so dark yeah it's really slow i just sped it up yeah which is fine nothing wrong with that you know gotta try to put a, just a little bit of uplifting in there <laughs> but yeah that the, the version that he does he, that's not a song you put on when you want to be happy um, rest in peace mom Thank you. All right. Uh, I wanted to ask you, do you have any uh, shows coming up you want to talk about? Any live um, performances anywhere, including Bay City, if you will? Well, I got this weekend off. Um, I got a few. I got one called The Coming Here, um, which is out in, um, oh, I'm forgetting the town already. Uh, it's out towards Grand Rapids. Um, I'm playing the, the Jesus Camp out, which huh. is in... Um, Man, my mind's blanking on the towns. I'm not a very good promoter, am I? <laughs> Maybe uh, you'll think about it before we get out of here today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got a pretty packed summer till October, I think. Usually in the winter, I kind of ease back and play some local local places around mm -hmm. the, around town. Yeah. Would uh, somebody be able to find out on uh, your website or? Uh, yeah, they Facebook? can find me on Facebook, mm -hmm. and um, I do have a website. Uh, I think my schedule has to be updated. Like I said, I got so much going on all the time, especially with what we just went through with my mom. I'm I'm a little behind on the promoting. Understandable. I haven't even promoted the new single yet, and uh, so. Yeah, it'll come in time. All right. So what did we have now? Um, a couple of years ago, I we were having a birthday party for my my daughter, my 23-year-old daughter. She was 20 at the time, and uh, to make a really long story really quick. Um, I ate a lot of food that night, a lot of junk food, went home. About 2 o'clock in the morning, woke up with the worst heartburn I've ever felt in my life. And I fought it all night. Sunday, I went to the church. I'm usually there all day, and I still just didn't feel right. So I called my brother to take over, and Monday was Memorial Day. I still didn't feel right. COVID was in full swing, and, and um, my wife, she's telling me, oh, well, they're probably going to send you home. Well, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it started to hurt to breathe pretty bad. And... Uh, 
I told her, I said, something's wrong. So I went in down to the clinic by our house. They said, we recommend you go to the hospital. So I drove myself to Saginaw. Was immediately surrounded by about 30 people. They said, you're either having or had a heart attack. Come to find out, I was walking around for two days having a heart attack with 100% blockage. Wow. And uh, my cardiologist said, I don't know how you're standing here. And I said, I do. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. One of those things where yeah. there's footprints in the sand, but it's not yours. Right. So anyway, I was laying there, and I, I just concentrating on each and every breath, and, and I just felt like a warm blanket come over me, and all the fear left. Hmm. And um, I was in the hospital about a week, went home, had complications, had to go back to the hospital. And um, while I was in the hospital the second time, I kid you not, a tree fell on our house and uh, smashed our roof in, and it um, stormed in our house for about four hours. And an army of friends and family went and took all of our belongings and put them in my garage. So after I got home, my wife and I had to live in the one-room church basement. Um, luckily, we got a kitchen with my, my, my younger daughter and our dog. Um, so every day, I would go to work in Mount Pleasant, drive home, work on the house for three hours, drive out to my mother-in-law's house, take a shower, and then back to the church mm -hmm. about 10 o'clock. And um, Anyway, I, I'll, through all that, you know, God showed us that you can take everything this world has to offer and pack it in your garage and everything was okay in fact my wife and I are our marriage is stronger than it's ever been we kind of learned that we still kind of like each other after 23 years um, but anyway I wrote this song in the weeks following and uh, I got to record it it's off the new album that's coming out and um, it did really well across the world in the UK on Cornerstone Radio. It was number five for the year last year. It hit number one on the top 200 unsigned Hugs, Hugs chart. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that God has taken the song and reached a lot of people. This is called Breathe.
Uh, happy when I see songs like that. I mean, you know, I wish it could have been done under different circumstances. You didn't have to go through what you did, but you came out better and stronger, I can tell by looking at you. But, um, you know, this is, uh, I like when music is uh, from the heart. You know, it's not Absolutely. something that you've just created because of something you read in the newspaper or saw on social media. You know, it's something that's you've been inspired to write about from something that's your own personal take on things. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, something that uh, a lot of music, uh, especially commercial stuff, is sadly lacking nowadays. Well, I appreciate you appreciating that. <laughs> All right. Well, it, it looks like we're uh, getting close to that time, so I want to squeeze in at least two or three more songs, so why don't we keep it going? Okay. Um, this is my brand-new release called What's Wrong, and it's about dealing with depression and anxiety. And... Um, Anybody that may be listening, there's always hope. Mm. Always hope. Um, there's somebody out there to listen. You can message me, find me on, on social media. Um, obviously, I'm going to say there's hope in Jesus. Um, but by all means, if you're struggling, don't give up. This is called What's Wrong.
Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Dusty Bones. Well, as you said, don't give up. And hopefully you can focus on what's right. Work on that. Absolutely. So once again, your latest is called Broken Road, and people can find that in all the usual places? Yes. They go to DustyBones.com. That is your website, correct? Uh, yes. And that's spelled, as you said before, B-O-N-E-Z. Yep, one word, no space. No space. And then, uh, of course, you have your... Now, Facebook, it's under Dusty Bones as well, or...? Yes. Okay. So same for both. Or they can find my personal page, Dusty Ballard. Okay. You're more than welcome. All right. So if you want to find out any places that you can catch uh, this gentleman playing, performing in the future, and uh, anything else going on there musically. All right. Well, I'm trying to debate here. Let's see. We might be able to get two more in. How about a medley of two? Two and one. All right. Sounds like a plan. That should work. So years ago, I used to be really good at writing love songs. And then I got married. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, a couple years ago, I thought, I'm going to write a love song. But I, I want to write an honest love song, a raw love song, not a sappy one. But not about my wife, about the one that trumps my wife, the one who saved me from myself, the one who saved me from addiction. His name is Jesus, and this is called Ride or Die.
You're my ride or die. Together we stand, fight it out for. Sometimes I wanna run away from it all. Find myself a quiet place to hide. But you're always right there. Search for the light of day in the dead of 
He's a way maker. And if you need freedom or save him, he's a prison shake savior. Got chains. He's a chain breaker. And if you got chains, he's a chain breaker. And if you got chains, he's a chain Last one was Zach Williams. That wasn't me. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for inviting me. I've had a blast. Thank you. Appreciate it.